Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So I'm interrupting the series that we've been doing on demands of discipleship to interject this one uh, podcast on some of the worldwide tumults, tribulations we've been having, uh, not the least of which has to do with the coronavirus and the uh, stock market and things of that nature. So, I'm not going to explain, try to explain why disease exists, okay? I'm not That's not where I'm going to go with that. Instead, what I would like to do is to look at heading off some complications where you have opportunists that will pop up in and outside the church and get everyone whipped into a frenzy about apocalypse. All right. Uh, there are a wide variety of people, male, female, who have apocalyptic ideas. And, uh, of course, this is like fueled by uh, TV, where you have The Walking Dead and you have all these you know, wonderful shows, quote-unquote. I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, okay? So the thing is, from a biblical standpoint, all right, you're going to find some people that pop up. They're going to start, you know, they might pop up and start throwing scriptures right and left. And this is it. This is it. And here's where I want to interject a thought. All right. And by the way, I'm not saying that disease is not this thing that's affecting many nations isn't bad. I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, that if you have a personal relationship with God through Jesus, you have something to hold on to. You have a base. And here's what Jesus said himself. Okay, in Luke 21.9, he said, When you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified for these things must first take place but then will not be but the end excuse me will not be at once okay, I'm going to read that again this is Jesus talking and he says Luke 21:9 and when you hear of wars and tumults do not be terrified for these things must first take place but the end will not be at once. Okay. Now, here's what happens, though, is you get these people who say they speak for God, 
And then they start throwing out scriptures, you know, like they know what they're talking about. And by the way, you can quote, just because you quote scripture and have a whole bunch of scriptures memorized does not mean you know what they mean. Okay, anybody can memorize stuff. I can memorize chemical formulas, but that doesn't mean I know what they mean. You know, I can start whipping out chemical formulas, and then you get somebody who's a chemist says, "Well, what does that mean?" And I'm, I don't know. Okay, so that's part of it. But the the problem is, is everyone thinks, you know, oh no, man, I'm a Bible, I'm a Bible scholar, I'm a Bible expert. No, and and and, an old. Boss of mine used to used to say an X is a has been, and a pert is a slow drip under pressure. That's what an expert is. And his point was this: you have to go to the word. You you have to go to the base. You have to you have to check it out. All right, and don't and a lot of these people and it's interesting you follow the men follow the benjamins it's, it's a lot of times it's about the money those guys will i have a wonderful ministry going on here and i i need some support because i'm putting out the good word now what you're putting out is panic and god is not the god of chaos the god of abraham isaac and jacob is not the god of chaos does he have control of chaos? Oh, yeah. He is all-powerful. Yes, he is all-sovereign. But here's the story. God focuses things in order in our lives. What we see as chaos is actually order for God because he understands it. But here's the thing. Jesus is saying, don't be terrified. Why? Why? Because, I mean, it... it it's always the human condition to fear the unknown. And that's not bad. But here's what I want to... And here's the, the word of encouragement. And that is, if you know God, you know the unknown. Because He is the ultimate unknown. We can't know everything there is to God. That's why I believe... In, in Proverbs, it says, fear is the beginning of wisdom. And by fear, in that context, it doesn't mean, oh man, I'm scared to death of him. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, it means awful, awesome respect. Like, like when you're standing in front of a volcano. When you're looking at something like the beginning of the Nile or you know the, the falls... Victorian Falls or, or or a wonderful city or something of that it's just, just that the mere sight just absolutely overcomes you that is the kind of fear it's not a fear of oh gee I gotta, I gotta run away I gotta run away it's not that the fear is an awesome awe inspired respect that's what that is and that's the beginning of wisdom. Now, also, let me throw this at you. There's a verse in Mark 13.32. This is Jesus talking again. And he's, and he's talking about the end times. He says, but concerning that day or that hour, no one knows. 
not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The next verse is, Be on guard, keep awake, for you don't know when the time will come. And guess what? If Jesus is saying the Son doesn't know, guess who the Son is? That's him. And if he's saying he don't know, I don't know either. And anyone out there that says they know are lying. Because if they're saying they know something Jesus doesn't know, well, dude, that's they're lying. <laughs> I mean, that's straight up. And they'll 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 pencil whip some uh, you know uh, some verses and take them out of context and get all and they'll go you know thirty minutes worth of worth of explanation on how they got that that stuff screwed up. So please. Let God, through his word, through his ministers, encourage you. And know that God is the God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. God does not want chaos in our lives. And chaos is usually started from lack of knowledge. Now, let's, since we're talking about diseases a little bit, let me take you to a time in the Middle Ages. Remember, I've mentioned the Middle Ages, got all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff, just totally messed up in, in, in church history and everything else. But here's the thing. For a book I was writing, I did some research on the Black Death. And the Black Death was nothing like the virus we're looking at today, okay? It's nothing like, I mean, you know, the Black Death, the bubonic plague is what that is. And that is uh, still around and pops up in little places, every, you know, every once in a while because it's carried by fleas on rats. But here's the thing. In the Middle Ages... Due to sanitation and stuff, of course, the rat population was pretty plentiful all over the place. Sewer systems were in the streets a lot. So here's the deal. It's scary. For one, it had almost 100% chance of killing you. The bubonic plague, alright? Uh, the other thing was, nobody then knew how it was transmitted the fleas but oddly enough there were two places more than two but two places of note I think where the plague didn't really predominate one was an area I think in Poland where Jews had settled and the Jews of course had ritual immersion as part of their faith. And there was the cleanliness aspect of that, and, every, and, and, and it was a regular thing. So there was that. I also believe there was God blessing with that, yes. But they had the different look at the kind of hygiene thing, okay? And they didn't have 
as as many you know it didn't predominate there very much it was a big area where where it, the plague just seemed to stop well interestingly enough the people said hey look those Jews aren't getting sick they must be using witchcraft and then of course they dumped on the Jews for that and they weren't even doing anything okay so that's something. The other thing of note is there was another city in uh, southern Europe. I'm not going to mention the the country or the city. I think you can probably look it up if you want to Google it. But they had a interesting way of handling it, of handling the plague. And there wasn't a lot of outbreaks in that city. Well, here's what happened. When they found someone that had it, they took that person and they put them inside their house. They boarded up the walls and the doors and the windows. And they set it on fire with the people inside. With the families and everybody related to that person or you know in the house I set it on fire well I gotta tell you hey that'll work but that's a horrific way of controlling something right now in general the main thing is we really, 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 again, God wants us to turn to him, not out of stupidity, but it's because he is interested in your well-being. God wants everyone to come to him, and his people especially should turn to him in times of crisis. And we're there from from the uh, from this aspect. In some ways, it concerns me how people react to a virus versus the virus itself, because a lot of times. Uh, have you heard that uh, the cure is worse than the disease? Sometimes, uh, you know, that scenario plays. But whatever decisions you make, please include God in your scenarios. His word in prayer and this is, more than any time, an opportunity for people to be a voice of God to people. People are scared. They're upset. This is a perfect time to share God's message of love and concern to other people and to reach out and actually help people. Because 
you know, people's businesses are being disrupted, uh, travel, everything. So this is an excellent time, a ministry opportunity, a ministerial opportunity like, like none other. So with that in mind, I want to encourage you to always thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.